The American artist Andrew Wyeth said, You think you're developing and getting better, and you see something you did years ago. Looking at your early work, sometimes it has a depth that surprises you. In this episode, we spiral back to see how far we've come and consider growth patterns in our art, our lives, and our personal development. Welcome to Starling. I'm Amy Markham. Thank you for joining me here to connect with your creative practice. Um, a lot has changed since I recorded the last episode about symbolic living back in June. I ended that episode saying that I was going to be taking a break from the podcast to prepare for back to school, you know, lesson planning and such. But now I have resigned from my teaching job, a career that I truly loved that inspired me And it gave me the opportunity to engage with a ton of creative young spirits that motivated me so much. And I won't be returning to school this year and, well, honestly, maybe ever. This has been a difficult process to come to terms with, this sudden shift in part of my identity. I'm not sure what it means for me as an artist or as a teacher, but I just knew that with everything that was going on, with the surge in virus cases, especially here in Tennessee, And all the unknowns about how to safely reopen school, I personally just didn't feel safe with the return. And I didn't want to send my own sons back into those classrooms either. As a multiple cancer survivor, I know the value of maintaining my health. And luckily, my husband has a stable job that will allow for us to homeschool the boys and for me to see what's possible as an independent art teacher, an artist, and a content creator. And as a human being, whatever may come. So I had to go back into school last week and get all of my classroom stuff, which luckily (laughs) I had pared down when we moved buildings a few years ago, but it's still a lot of stuff that I have to find a place for in my home art space, which is really just the guest room in my house. So I took this past week to clean out my studio, rearrange the space, get rid of things that no longer serve me. And if you have not done this in a while, I'm going to highly suggest reassessing your workspace as it offers a lot of us time to reflect. As I started to recalibrate and prepare myself for whatever this new period is going to bring into my life, I also decided to take time and just look back at a lot of old artwork, unfinished pieces, and sketchbooks, ideas, and themes, and I still see that there are things that I have not resolved that I need to work through. And while my overall opinion is that I have definitely improved my execution and developed as an artist quite a bit, I can also see that very clearly, when I went back to teaching in 2013, I left a lot of symbols and ideas waiting, waiting to be explored. It's like I pushed pause on some parts of my own expressive work in order to help others develop skills. And I'll be honest, in helping aid their skill development, it also increased my own personal skill level. And I feel like I can return to these things kind of with a new frame of reference. I found all these old notes and sketches and drawings that are really speaking to me where I am right now. It's as if I had left breadcrumbs in case I got lost. And maybe in some ways I did. Symbols that I have seen reoccurring lately in doodles and ideas that I hadn't remembered exploring before, I found when I went back and looked at old sketchbooks. It's strange how I forgot that I'd done some of this work, 
there's this one that's this woman with floating red hair that goes off to one side. And I've been painting her in paintings lately. And I didn't realize that I had been doing loose sketches and work of her that dates back to like 2012. And there are these houses that I've been drawing lately that have human features on them. And I forgot that I had also worked on that idea before when I was feeling trapped in my physical body. And here they are again, showing up in my work. It's also, there's this one that I found at least five or six different pictures of that I've worked with over and over in different ways with multiple media over the past decade. And it's this girl and there's a spiral in her torso. Think of it like a nautilus shell sort of. Usually she's standing on some sort of floating cliff and there's like a shadow figure behind her that looks kind of like a monster or a dragon. Seeing this girl in my sketchbooks over and over in different unfinished pieces and works spoke to me a lot, as if it was a reminder of my own spiraling growth process that is still in progress. It reminded me that it's okay to return to themes and symbols and renew relationships with them from a different perspective. Seeing that spiral within this doodle that I had repeated so many times motivated me and reminded me that my work with the spiral probably isn't done and that I might need to sit with this symbol for a while. Spirals can move outward or inward, ever expanding outward or ever narrowing to a single focus point. The symbol of the spiral is used all over the world in nearly every culture and throughout history. Whether it's the rock carvings of that triple spiral form on the passage tomb at Newgrange in Ireland, which, by the way, predates Stonehenge, or the Suncliff spiral petroglyphs in New Mexico, throughout the world, especially in Neolithic societies of the Middle East, Asia, North and South America, Europe, Africa, Australia, basically just across the earth, the symbol of the spiral occurs in carvings and cave art and paintings on bowls and bells and all sorts of things. And we know that this symbol is more than decorative. While you may hear that it represents the sun or that it means eternity or it has something to do with life itself, some people believe it has to do with like a calendar function. This is the mark of a true symbol in the fact that there are aspects of the spiral that are unconscious within us and it's our job to relate to it and find the way we connect to it. So much potential is there within its meaning, which is probably why so many artists have worked with this symbol in their own ways. There are so many works of art that contain the spiral within its composition, like the art of the Renaissance that used the golden ratio spiral because this pattern is very pleasing to the human eye. An example of that would be the birth of Venus by Botticelli. You can also see this spiral ratio of composition unfold through architecture, like in the way the pyramids are laid out or in Taj Mahal. The shape also appears in less subtle ways. We can see the symbol of the spiral around the stars in Van Gogh's Starry Night. Rembrandt's Philosopher in Meditation and also Philosopher with an Open Book feature a spiral staircase, which seems to imply symbolism about duality and the movement of consciousness. And of course, there is Spiral Jetty, the actual spiral landmass by Robert Smithson, which is all about entropy. Smithson created this counterclockwise coil of rock and earth on the northeastern shore of the Great Salt Lake in Utah. This work changes based on the environment. Sometimes it's submerged in water, and sometimes it's simply surrounded by sand. Nature will have a hand in how this work will evolve. It'll be changed over time, just as we are too, naturally changed over time. 
Eventually, disorder will increase, and it will transform this work into something that is different than what the artist originally created. With nature as a co-creator, the mark that the artist left will, over time, become something completely other, reorganized, redistributed, anew. One of the myths that may have inspired Smithson to create Spiral Jetty is that there may have once been a whirlpool within the Great Salt Lake that connected it to the Pacific Ocean. The shape of this swirling whirlpool made solid in that earth form of the art piece will eventually, over time, disappear. Here we are also seeing the idea of the natural world and how it influences an artist's creative efforts. And notice that the shape of the spiral occurs in nature all of the time, in our weather systems, in the way plants grow, in flower petals, in patterns in pine cones, rotations of hurricanes, even shapes of galaxies, including our own Milky Way. As I think of the power of the spiral and the fact that it's not just a man-made symbol, but it's a symbol that appears throughout the universe. I become fascinated in not only the meaning, but our experience as part of the symbol. We live in it, living in our spiral galaxy. We are part of the symbol. So it's not surprising to me that artists are pulled towards this shape to use it in their work, to connect with its meaning, and to let it work on our unconscious a bit as well. But it's not just artists who are pulled towards this spiral. Mathematicians and scientists are well aware of the omnipresent spiral in our world, too. The Fibonacci sequence, which is a famous number series and formula discovered by Leonardo Fibonacci, is where each number in the sequence is the sum of the two numbers that preceded it. So it goes like 0, 1, 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, 13, 21, 34, and so on forever. The pattern, geometrically, can be seen in growth patterns all over the place, and is closely related to the golden ratio. Like in pine cones and seeds on the heads of sunflowers, you also have it within you. If you ball up your fist and you put the thumb on the outside, it makes a spiral growth pattern, just like the Fibonacci sequence. And I wish I was more mathematically inclined so that I could go into detail and tell you all about this part, but I'm just not. So I'll make sure to link some articles that I found interesting about the math and spirals, including all the different kinds and the ways that spirals show up in the show notes this week. As with any symbol or idea that sparks my interest, I tend to journal about it, draw, write, research, to reflect on my own relationship with the symbol and the meaning that it might have in my life at this moment. Since I was reorganizing my art space and I kept coming across this childlike female figure with the spiral torso, and I started to realize the spiral really does seem to represent the process of life unfolding, like the plant tendrils that sprout and unfold from their spiral shape, or the rosebud that unfolds its spiral petals. Life is a spiraling process, and the way we grow and develop and expand, and especially I am realizing our artistic process seems to spiral through themes and subjects. When I was going through my old art and journals, I realized how I've really been working with the same ideas and concepts probably my whole life. However, it's not just circling back. It doesn't close a circuit. I never come close to that perfect circular shape, so to speak. Each time, as an artist, we seem to return to concepts and themes that we've worked through before, but we're seeing them from a different perspective. A spiral grows larger or smaller each time it comes back around. Well, actually, not always. I mean, a helix is technically a spiral, but it doesn't expand or contract. It just stays in one place and rotates. It's like a cylindrical spiral, so to speak. 
So I guess we could just spiral like a helix and never expand outward or focus inward. Rather, we just keep spinning, never intensifying or slowing, just dizzy. That would keep us from our development, though. But we would almost have to be making a choice not to grow if we stayed in that pattern. If an artist is working their practice and allowing themselves the time and space to develop their work, then their relationship with the themes and subjects that they're drawn to will progress in that spiral formation. And there are different kinds of spiral growth. There's not just the golden ratio sort of spiral, which I think is considered a logarithmic spiral. There are spirals that develop in other ways, like the Archimedean spiral or the parabolic or hyperbolic spirals. And I wish I felt competent enough to put these different kinds of spirals into words so that I could explain them well to you. But I think it's best that you just see them and notice how they move. So I'll share links and images of them in the show notes this week. But obviously, we can all move from our central point in different ways and at different rates of curving, so to speak. And in this metaphor, I believe that artists can move both outward in the spiral, expanding their understandings, the connections and awarenesses that surround the central themes of their creative work, and inward towards a central idea, focusing and refining their energy and zeroing in on methods that allow the best expression of that ever-expanding viewpoint. As we get closer to our best understandings, it's like intensity builds, like a gravitational spiral or a vortex that pulls us in so that we're so in flow with our process that we feel a bit of a completion frenzy towards the end of a project before the next spiral starts. There is an origin point for our spirals, a seed, so to speak, that artists start from. Sometimes it's just a part of the fabric of who we are. It sends us to our work and we move and progress sometimes for months or years steadily. And eventually we get to the point where we can look back at our own patterns, our patterns of personal growth. Our work grows not so much in a straight line of progress and process, but it does seem to curve and spiral back around, returning to themes over and over and over in new ways with new media, new stylistic approaches, or just expanded ways of thinking or seeing. For me, as I'm returning to my home art studio after years in my public school art classroom, and now having to take time to review, reevaluate, and cull things to make space for new growth, however that may be, I may spiral into this new time of my life, but I'm noticing how much my personal artwork has spiraled around some central themes and reoccurring symbols. I believe it is very important for artists to take time, go back to the old works, look through sketchbooks and journals, and see what the themes are that we return to over and over. It takes time for us to like pull through the pattern to be able to actually see this, to notice how it's changed, how the experience our life has taken us through expands our relationships with the topics and themes that we've been drawn to. Perhaps our feelings and emotions around a subject have changed, or we have more knowledge about a topic. And as we've changed and added on to what we know and feel and think, we've curved back around and may see this totally different now. In One particular collage and a sketched version of this girl that I draw with the spiral torso, I used a nautilus shell, which is really a fascinating natural spiral and growth story altogether. The nautilus is an amazing creature of the sea, and their beautiful shells are incredibly intriguing. They have been around since the dinosaurs and have been swimming in our ocean for something like 100 million years or more. The creature 
is unlike much else. Although it is related to squids and octopus, it lives in a chambered shell. And the chambers will hold gases that give the creature buoyancy and allows itself to be propelled in different ways. As the nautilus grows within its shell, it adds a new chamber with each growth cycle, and it moves into that new chamber, leaving the old one behind. But those chambers that it has outgrown are still with the creature, within the shell, and still preserves a space that has a new purpose now. Now that purpose is to propel them forward and help them move through the water better. It reminds me that we should not make ourselves small or remain trapped within things that confine us and do not allow us growth, but we must always be willing to move into the new space, into new opportunities and new environments. Knowing the ones that we have outgrown gave us the space to develop to where we are now, and we will carry those experiences with us. It will propel us forward as we continue to spiral through our own process of development. This spiral creature has inspired lots of artists, including the poet Oliver Wendell Holmes Sr., who wrote a poem called The Chambered Nautilus. And it also inspired a painting by the same title by the artist Andrew Wythe. The painting was of Wythe's mother-in-law on her deathbed, which happened to be a canopy bed, and it seemed to enclose around her as she looked out the window at the sea. At the foot of the bed is a nautilus shell, and it's a metaphor for life's process and the containment of being in our body, our own spiral shell, so to speak. At the end, the nautilus leaves the spiraling shell to become one with the sea. In this painting, we are seeing a woman at the end, not looking back at the chamber she's outgrown, but forward, out, beyond herself, beyond her bed, her room, her house, to the sea, to the vastness of the ocean itself. I have personally found this symbol comforting, in that the spiral and the nautilus that lives within its own spiraling shell model for us a grace of moving with our growth, unfolding in a process that's natural and beautiful and well-traveled. To allow ourselves to move without fear into new chambers, new chapters of our own lives, otherwise we won't grow or develop which is part of the purpose of being alive. But it's also remembering where we came from and having the opportunity to look back over our spiral pattern and see how we've evolved through each of the curves and turns. As artists, we draw inspiration as well as we gain direction that we might remember we carry with us all that we've been before and all of the themes and subjects that have been part of our focus. We carry that within us as we grow. Just a personal side note here about the spirals within us. Our inner ears have a cochlea within them, and they're kind of like snail-shelled spiral shapes. And currently, I'm having some issues with mine. Currently, I'm dealing with a lot of dizziness and hearing issues in my ear that have led the doctors to have to give me a CT scan so they can get a good look at that little spiral. I find it interesting that as I'm rediscovering this symbol, it also literally connects within me. I will know soon whether that spiral is trying to tell me something. Symbols are powerful things in our own life. And I just wanted to share that powerful little connection before I move on to our practices. So, Let's 
talk about the practices of connecting to our own personal growth and that development that takes the spiral form. So the first thing I'll tell you to do is take time if you can to go back through your old artwork, unfinished pieces, sketches and doodles and journals, and see what themes that you've come back to over and over and how they've changed and developed as you've grown. Then spend time with the spiral symbol. Draw them. Look for them in the world around you. Consider your own connections with the symbol. Where have you seen it before? How have you drawn it before? How have you worked with it before? Have you grown in your life more like a spiral, less like a straight line? Do you feel like it's been a straight path? Maybe yours isn't a spiral. This is just an idea I have. But take time and contemplate with that symbol and see what it has to offer you. Then consider all the natural spiral patterns and how they might influence your work. Think about snails and hurricanes, sunflowers in our galaxy, and that incredible chambered nautilus. Create around that natural theme. You can do this with words or images, movements or music, and see how the inspiration of that natural form comes through you in your own creative process. Smithson's spiral jetty was an invitation for us to walk in a spiral. And while most of us can't travel to the actual Great Salt Lake right now and walk that spiral, we can move in that way. Perhaps go for a spiral walk, moving counterclockwise or clockwise if that's what you're feeling, allowing your body to move in the direction of our galaxy in that pattern and let it be a meditation. So lastly, I'll say starting wherever you are right now, create something to honor where you've been, those chambers that help propel you where you are now to honor all that you carry within you and how far you've come, not as a way of nostalgia or remembrance, but as an honor to honor yourself, your growth, your development, your process, the spiral that you've already walked as an artist and as a human being. I hope that as you contemplate this symbol, you might also look at some other works of art. Look at the ones that I've mentioned and maybe seek out others that connect with that spiral theme. I've also made a playlist of songs around this theme of spirals. Music can have spirals within them as well. Some of the songs I chose are actually spiraling in their sound, and others are more lyrically connected to the theme. Art seems to very much take notice of this pattern and honor it through art and writing and music and dance. Even think about spiral pasta shapes and spiraled veggies that are in our food. The more I take notice and the more I look, the more I see spiral themes everywhere. Personally, I've just left one of my chambers. I'm spiraling out of my public school classroom. I hadn't expected to do that, but life has its own plans sometimes, and we have to go with those plans. COVID-19 has been pointing out all of the structural issues that our world has. This pointed out an issue for me that I didn't believe that this system could help me and keep me healthy. My health would not let me return to a classroom this year, which forced my movement. I'm taking that as a push towards believing that I must have a way within me that I can care for my own growth, my growth as an artist and as a teacher in a different way, which I don't fully understand yet. And because I often jump without worrying about where I land, I've also gone ahead and started Starling Art Studios, which is a virtual art school where I plan to offer classes and such. It's just starting, so I'm not exactly sure how it's going to work out. Right now, I know that I want to take some of my young students and continue to help them learn to express themselves. But I do sense within me that I really want to work with adults, much like this podcast does. I felt called to help adults recover their creative spirit and express themselves more fully and more powerfully 
to provide guidance and maybe just hold space for people to reconnect, discover, and enrich their art practice, their imagination, their creative self-expression. If you, by any chance, are interested in personal creative counseling or one-on-one sessions where I might be able to help you move your artistic practice more forward and get you somewhere a little quicker, let me know. You can always send me an email at starlingcreativeliving at gmail.com, and I also will have information to this on my show notes. Bear with me as I move through my own growth spiral right now. I want to get back to releasing a new Starling episode every two weeks, but it may be more than that. As I take on this new role as a homeschool mom to my sons and try to build up this virtual art program and reevaluate how to fulfill my purpose as an artist and a teacher and someone passionate about the creative process. So I hope to be back with you as soon as I can. I'm going to be spiraling around figuring out what I need to to make the most of this time. I hope you'll be doing the same. I would love to hear from you guys and whether you think your growth patterns are spirals or whether I'm just thinking weird stuff lately. (laughs) So thanks so much for listening. And as always, enjoy your process. Thank you.